still my soul. Hey everybody, this is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. In every Welcome back. I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. And Mark, as always, good to see you. And this is a great text we're getting into today, no doubt. I am so looking forward to Ephesians. This, these verses 3 through 14 are such a, a wonderful text as far as what Christ has done for us and is doing for us, not has done, is doing. Uh, and uh, it's just something that Brethren need to know and be reinforced as to the greatness of Christ and what He is doing for us. I love that phrase you just said. It's it's something that brethren need to know, uh, and it's not just your point of view, but apparently no. that was Paul's point of view, yes. Peter's point of view, John's point of view. I found it interesting as I was reading through this. This is almost the same, in a way, introduction to a letter that you find in other epistles by Paul. You definitely saw it in First Peter. I was going to say, this is, <laughs> this is a lot like First Peter in his first 12 verses. And then John, uh, the first thing that you find all these uh, beloved apostles doing as they speak to the brethren is the first thing they focus on is on our relationship with the Lord. The blessings we have in Christ, that relationship we have with Christ. And in this case, uh, Paul is going to give... Uh, the blessing and the fact that who gave it to us was God. God is the one that has given us Christ through which we have all of these blessings. And I think we're going to hear this as we get into the text here that this is God's view of us yes. and the way God sees his people. And I think it's good for all of us to hear that if you're good with the Lord, that's the relationship that matters. And from that relationship, everything flows out of it. And so if we can feel secure and confident in who we are in our relationship with the Lord, that should help us with any kind of insecurity that we may have in relationship with others. Because if you're ultimately good with the Lord, that's you're right. good. You're good. Yes, and that's what he's going to say in this passage. Uh, if you are in this relationship... You are good. We do not have to be wondering every day of our life if we're going to heaven or hell because we're in a relationship with the Lord, a proper relationship with the Lord. We're good. John tells us that. We're good. You're good. And you're good. And if you do sin along the way, you have a way of escape. You've got the Lord sitting there waiting to forgive you of your sins. And so, and that's the whole point. We are in a great relationship. And maybe we need to sometimes be reminded just how great the relationship is. And so let's get into let's it. Get in. Ephesians 1. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 and read through 14. Is that good? Yeah. We'll read through verse 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of His glory. In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. You and I were discussing this before, and you said, how many did you see? And I had said seven. Uh, but you know, as you read that then, I think I added an eighth. You added an eighth? Uh, uh, the uh, spiritual blessings yeah, that are listed the, here? The spiritual blessings that are here because I, we can't ignore the Holy Spirit uh, as being given as a pledge. But seven or eight, however you count this, spiritual blessings. And the first thing I would emphasize here is our blessings are spiritual. Yeah. Spiritual. Uh, in this day and age of religion, many times we are told that we're going to be blessed physically. Right. by our Lord. If you'll just do this, you will be uh, have an abundance on this earth. You'll have this. You'll have that. Uh, good jobs. The prosperity. prosperity. Yeah. These are spiritual. So this may not be something that the physical eye can necessarily see. So you have to, put, you have to emphasize your spirit here. What does my spirit obtain from us being in a relationship with Christ and now these are the spiritual blessings that we have. Well, and I think it's important, if I'm understanding Paul correctly, he's, he's trying to get our mindset off the material because there's bigger treasures out there than the treasures of the flesh. And, and why would God entice us to come to him with things he warns us about that can take us away from him? You know, the worldliness, the, the lust of money, the greed. Uh, those are all big warnings in Scripture. So why would God entice us with that? And, and Paul's saying he's got something much better. Do you realize the spiritual blessings? And I, and I would also emphasize he's writing this to them while he's in prison. Right. Uh, and, and these people have already given up a lot. And these we people look at the history in, in Ephesus, Ephesus we, yeah. that's what we have pointed out. Mm -hmm. So they've given up a lot. Uh, the Ephesians may be feeling that they're sort of protected against the Romans, but, but you, you have um, John and you have Peter telling us, look, you're going to have some bad things happening to you. And even though 
Paul doesn't have to emphasize that here. He's still fortifying these brethren that if even if bad times come, look what you have in Christ. Well, and you might go back to Acts 19 and Demetrius yes. and the, the yeah. riot. And, well, these people were already They've giving already up seen a lot. It. They've yeah. already seen and experienced it. So I, I have seven spiritual blessings that I listed here, and that was the assignment for everybody uh, participating with us. See how many spiritual blessings you can find if you've got your scripture journal. Maybe underline them, or let's just make a list to the side. So uh, the first thing I would notice before I even get into the spiritual blessings is, Father is repeated over and over. Yes. There's a relationship with the Father. And then the us, I think it's important for us to see. The us here is not to the individual us as it is to the collective us in the church. Yes. There, there's a blessing in this community. It is the church that is uh, the manifold wisdom of God. And so you see Father you see us and think of us as those in the body of Christ. The third thing I would emphasize there is heavenly. Heavenly. Heavenly yeah. places. Now, in my in my translation, that places is italicized, it's right. called. So that word is not in the original. What's in the original is heavenly. Well, you, you see it used uh, three times in Ephesians. The other two times in Ephesians 2, uh, 6... And in Ephesians 6, where it's 12, is it 6? Is it 6? Um, uh, 6, 12. Yeah, 6, 12. Those, those passages indicate the term place, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. So it's heavenly places. So I think the church is being emphasized here, but I think it's church plus. And we need to understand in this spiritual realm that he's talking about, the church, to me, is the earthly manifestation of this heavenly place. And so those are, our blessings are in the church, but there's things going on <laughs> that we aren't seeing, yeah. that we're, we're seeing in Ephesians. Well, I was reading, too, that only in Ephesus, I'm sorry, in Ephesians, as Paul's writing to the brethren of Ephesus, is that terminology actually used yeah, exactly. here in chapter 1, 2, and 6. This, and he wants the brethren to think, Heavenly. Yes. Don't just think locally. No. Don't just think your life. You see the whole scheme. Yeah, you and so see the these, church in heaven. You, these are blessings you, that go far beyond this earth. These exactly. are blessings in the most high realm. You I mean, want you to think that. You begin to taste them in the church, but these are huge blessings. Yeah, it goes far beyond what we can see and feel yes. and touch here. I think that's a great point. And then the other thing that I would throw out in there is the blessings that he's offering us, our Father, are through Jesus, through Jesus, in Him. And so you see in Him repeated over and over and over uh, in this text. And so, you know, He's not thanking God for temporal blessings as such as He's thanking Him for these wonderful blessings that go far beyond uh, what we can see, hear, feel, and touch. And so that's, that's the emphasis. Uh, all right, spiritual blessing number one I have is that we have been chosen through Christ, to be holy and blameless. Yes. That's a wonderful thought. Uh, that is the remission of all sin, also the remission of all guilt that can be yes. associated with sin. We may still be dealing with some of the consequences of our choices, but when it comes to the guilt and the sin itself, that's gone. And in God's eyes, we are spotless. 
that that is a situation that we we really have to explain and come to understand. He wants us as when we're presented to God in heaven to be holy and blameless. That's the only way we will be in heaven for us to be holy and blameless. So he has to set up some mechanism that's going to make us holy and blameless. Because we can't make ourselves Because that way. we cannot make ourselves that way. So he's going to go on and explain to us what this idea of choosing and being holy and blameless. But we also see in that passage, this was not a Johnny-come-lately kind of situation. Oh, no. This, was <laughs> this has been in the works This has been in the works since before the foundation of the world. So um, as we begin to understand the foreknowledge of God and, and His capabilities, just understand the passage says to us that all of this was done before the world began. And I think it's also interesting to see that the chosen part here wasn't the choosing of the individual, this no. person's in, this person's out. It's that God chose that through Jesus would come that. I was turning to Romans 8. I was going to second. You read Romans 8 and I'll read you 2 Corinthians uh, uh, 2 because I think both of those passages will emphasize this idea of being chosen. Well, and we know that all things work together for good for those that are called according to His purpose. It's, it's the overall providential plan of God that it is going to be through Christ we fulfill His purpose. And those whom He foreknew, He also predestined. And what did He predestine? That there would be conformity to the image of His Son. God's predestined chosen plan was through Jesus. That through Jesus we would be made holy and blameless. Through Jesus, we would be uh, cleansed of all of our sin. If you think back to the garden in Genesis 3.15, the first messianic prophecy, the one born of the woman, the first messianic prophecy speaks of one who would come and crush the serpent's head, take away the sting of death, uh, take away the turmoil that comes from sin. That was the beginning of the revelation right. of this plan that yes. God apparently had in his mind before he even created right. the world. And what were you thinking? In Second Thessalonians 2, mm -hmm. uh, verse 13 and 14, uh, I think is saying similar things. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning, so there we are, mm -hmm. for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. Now, see what he says in verse 14. And it was for this he called you, notice how, through our gospel, that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So understand, we have been chosen, we have been called through the gospel. We have not been called by God saying, you're in, Mark's in, you're out. fills out, That's this right. person's no, in. No, you have been chosen through the gospel. How have we responded to the gospel? If we respond to the gospel as he's told us, obey, believe, obey, do the things I've told you. I've responded to the gospel. What, do I, what am I now? I'm chosen yeah. because I've been called to do this. And, and so we have to fully understand where the gospel is in this. And so we're chosen by us responding to the gospel. 
And, and there should be some confidence in that for us. Um, you probably have run into this before, people hesitant about going to church or hesitant about being, I just feel so dirty. Or yeah. If there's ever a place you should feel comfortable coming is to a place where people who are there knowing they, where they were, they were, they were, and that they were made clean right. by Jesus. Yes. Uh, that, that, and, and there should be some confidence in that for all of us that through all the turmoils of life, those that are walking in obedience to the gospel and are seeking to serve the Lord, He sees you as holy and blameless. I know you may not see yourself that way, but in Christ, that's the way the Lord right. sees us. Uh, the second blessing I had is predestined. To adoption. There we go. All right. So same mindset here that God is predestined before the world began, not who's in and who's out. He predestined the plan of adoption in Jesus. So it's not only are you chosen to be holy and blameless in Christ, I'm going to make you my own in Christ. We have been adopted by the Father. I, I, I can't... <laughs> I know I fully can't comprehend this, no. but I've always loved the whole mindset and the spirit of adoption. Uh, we have a few people, quite a few people in our family in Christ here who have adopted, and it's such a beautiful union to behold. But to see, to see it play out in front of us gives us just a little bit of insight of what it means for us to be adopted by God. He's not just God to us. He's Father God. Yes. He, he's, he's personal. Uh, God's simply who He is. Jehovah is His name. And, and to know Him as Father is even a step further. Well, in, in the idea of children, mm -hmm. we're either physically born into a family or we're adopted into a family. There's only one physical child that God has done. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ through Mary. And so there is, and in fact, a born physically, a child, son of God. Well, how do we get into that relationship? Well, the only way to do it legally is through adoption. So all he's saying here is, yes, you can be a child of God, but it's through that agency of adopted, adoption. And he has shown us how we can become adopted as children. And I know children who are physically born into a family and those who are adopted into a family, that mother and daddy feel no difference towards those children. And that's what he's saying here as far as God is concerned. And so Jesus isn't just our Lord no. and our Savior. He's our brother. He's our brother. He's our brother. <laughs> he's our brother. Think about brother that. Brother Jesus. Yes. Uh, and, and that's the point. We are sons of God. Uh, one more. You want to hit one more here? Well, let's try. Now, yeah, number let's three, try. Number three on my list would be we are accepted in the beloved. In other words, we are favored okay. and accepted by the Lord. Uh, and that's a wonderful thought also. Uh, and again, this is how the Lord sees us that he looks to us, and in his eyes, he has blessed us and accepted us uh, through Jesus. Uh, and, and again, it's mind-boggling to grasp, but Paul wants brethren to see what God sees when he looks at them. Yes, his kind intention. I, I think that we maybe minimize that kind word there. That's, that's a big word. 
The Lord has been kind to us. What a kind intention uh, to for us to be part of that family. Uh, and then he freely bestows upon us, mm -hmm. it says in the next verse. So God is going out of his way for us to be his children. Going out of his way. We have our own response to this. He did do that. He made it so you needed to respond, but he is bent over backwards to give you that opportunity. All right, we're going to leave it there. We just clearly have just got started in this, and so here's what we want you to keep in mind. You have been chosen to be holy and blameless in Jesus. You have been adopted as a son of God through Jesus, and you are blessed and accepted by the Lord through Jesus. That's how God looks at you, and that's a wonderful thought. That's a wonderful thought. And, and frankly, that's going to affect all of our other relationships. When we have a good understanding of the way God sees exactly. us, then we'll see others. And I think he just goes on to explain those three, really, the mm -hmm. rest of the ones that he's talking about. Uh, but there's still more blessings that we have in store for us through Christ. All right, so more blessings to come. And we'll get into that uh, in our next study. Anything else you want to add on these first about six or seven verses here that we covered? <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to going through the rest of them now. All right. Well, please, as always, if you have any comments or questions, please reach out to us. But until we study again together, may you always seek and understand how your Father sees you. And may we all know the height, width, depth, length, of our love that comes through Jesus Christ and that we indeed can find and understand all the goodness of God. God bless you. Stay in the word, brethren. The Lord is in His holy temple. Again, thanks for listening. If you live in North Central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com. You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time, God bless. Keep silent.